Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister. I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling fantacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th. See club for details. Well, here we are again then, Rich. Another week. Another warm Yeah, here we go. Here we go. How are you doing, me, Papa? Hey, it's all been good. It's a beer and world fire. World um, fire. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been all, all good, all good. So we've got Janelle White to speak to today, um, HR consultancy, um, Trinity HR, and uh, she'll be talking exactly about that, about the teams and how, how they're, the way they feel impact the service they can deliver. So uh, we, without further ado, let's hear from Janelle. Let's hear her, let's hear her. So hello, I'm delighted to be joined by Janelle today, who is going to talk to us all about teams, engagement and other such things from an HR point of view. Janelle, thanks ever so much for joining us today. It would be great if you could just introduce yourselves to our listeners and our viewers and let them know what, you, what you're up to. Lovely. Thank you, Richard. And thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you today and also um, to your listeners. Um, I'm Janelle White. I'm the um, Managing Director of Trinity HR. And I provide outsourced HR solutions um, and services to organizations within Dorset and Hampshire where perhaps they don't have dedicated HR um, or they have an HR team um, who perhaps is a little bit inexperienced when it comes to um, dealing with matters such as restructures or employee relations matters, or they just need a little bit of a helping hand because there's an, um, perhaps a specific training need, uh, for instance, within the organization and, and they're just not getting there. Um, my background is, is really corporate HR. I've worked in a number of industries, uh, for instance, aviation, um, also hospitality, engineering services. Um, so I like to think that I've got quite a lot of experience um, to draw from. And, you know, but that said, people always surprise us and no one, no person is unique. So I love my, my role because um, people are fascinating. <laughs> Absolutely, they are. And, and, and that sort of leads me on to the reasons why we're sort of having a chat with you today from a customer experience point of view, because yeah. the people piece is critical in terms of delivering great customer experience. So it's fantastic to be able to have, have you on, on the call today and actually be able to you know, gain some insight from your point of view, working in different sectors to understand the impact of the, the people and behaviors on, on, um, on, on how um, we sort of deliver a great customer experience. So that's right. fantastic from today. And that leads me to my first question really around yeah. um, the situation we find ourselves in. Um, mm. uh, I won't use the unprecedented word, um, yes. but it's a bit of an odd one. Um, yeah. So um, from your point of view and the people you've been speaking to over the last few months, What's been the impact uh, in terms of the COVID-19 situation on team engagement from your point of view? Gosh, well, I, I think the first thing to say is that people don't deal with uncertainty very well. And so the pandemic has really um, challenged how we traditionally, I guess, expect people to behave or how we traditionally expect oper um, operations and organizations to be, to be managed. So that's the first thing. 
The second thing is all of us, um, regardless of rank and title, you know, and where we sit in the organization, we've all had stresses that we've had to deal with. And, you know, that's been different for, for different reasons, you know, whether it's kind of homeschooling, childcare, whether it's because the internet won't work, you know, all of those aspects have, have caused stress and will, will no doubt impact how we feel also about, um, you know, the organization and the relationship that we've got with our line managers. So um, when I think about some of the clients I've been supporting through this process, you know, we've had sort of, in, uh, if we think about groups of individuals or employees, workers, we've thought about those that are furloughed, uh, those that are, you know, continuing as normal, but perhaps working from home um, instead of actually being in the office. And then, of course, we've got the frontline um, employees who might be essential care workers. They might be, you know, working in shifts in grocery stores. So we've got, you know, a range of different um, circumstances that we've had to deal with. And of course, all of those will impact how people feel um, about their relationship with their employer mm-hmm. and will ultimately impact motivation. Yeah. So, you know, if we think about um, from an organizational perspective, it's not just, you know, putting a crisis plan in place. It's also thinking about the organizational health and well-being because the people who work for us um, are our competitive advantage. If we don't have them on board, and they're not engaged and motivated and not clear about the plan and um, understand that actually we've got their needs and their welfare covered, they are not even, their minds are not going to be on, on work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So, um, and then we've of course had groups of employees who've been furloughed and, you know, feeling very anxious and uncertain about what that means for their future. Um, you know, we put a, we place a lot of our value um, in, in terms of uh, how we feel about work. So when we're not at work, that purpose can feel like it's been removed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, trying to then re-engage with, with those groups of, of employees is something that employers are going to have to really think about um, as the months yeah. progress and as they return people to work. Yeah. Yes, it's a, a, a great point. I think the employees are having to, th- to think about this, this side of uh, the situation. And often they get caught up in the process point of view, saying, right, well, you've got some guidelines from, from the government and therefore it's almost the easy part to deal with, isn't it? You know, yeah, let's put absolutely. some stickers on the floor. Let's make sure we've got sneeze guards. Let's make sure we've got a, 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 a risk assessment done. You know, they're, they're almost the tangible, easy things to do. And Quite. then, of course, we throw people into the mix. Uh, and it can all go, you know, a little bit, a little bit wrong. So from, from, from your point of view, you know, and it may well be your experience before this, this um, crisis itself, how mm. does that, or how can that be seen? What are the warning signs that perhaps some of our listeners, viewers, leaders within their businesses can sort of look out for? How does it impact the performance levels of, of, of uh, the people? Yeah, sure. You know, if we think about if we think about motivation and, and performance, let's think about performance. Performance is impacted about uh, uh, by the motivation, and we know that you know how engaged we feel. Um, you know, determines very much about how uh, determines sorry how we um, perform at work and the output. So, you know, um, some of the signs to look out for, I guess, are from an organisational perspective, is you know um, data points such as retention. Are you retaining staff? Are people leaving? Are you, you know, is it a revolving door? Mm-hmm. As you get people in, is the next person leaving? So how secure do people feel working for the organization? Mm-hmm. And what is the relationship like with the line managers? Are they communicating and able to communicate um, with their employees? Because we know that the relationship that managers have with, 
with their workers or employees is critical about how they feel about the organization. Mm -hmm. And so that will impact motivation and engagement as well. We also think about, you know, things like um, mental health. Um, so what are the absence days? Are you seeing increase, increasing absence at work? And what is that absence for? Mm -hmm. And do you really understand and delve um, you know, deeper into um, why people might be feeling anxious and stressed at work? You know, we also look at financial results because we know that people help us to achieve the outcomes of the organization. So it's not necessarily just because we haven't got a product that isn't selling. It goes back to the people. Um, do we have the capability and the competence within the organization? Have we got a diverse enough team that actually we're not just selecting one specific from one specific group, but actually we've got um, you know, skills and experiences from other industries and from other backgrounds and cultures that could be enhancing the performance of the organization. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of, lots of different um, measures and, and warning signs to look out for. But also just going back to the point you made about safety, you know, psychological safety is really important in organizations. And we're not talking here about the physical. Physical, you know, is, is almost, um, it's accepted, it's legislated for. It's mm -hmm. psychological safety. How safe do I feel at work? You know, if I'm uncertain about something, if I'm um, feeling stressed and, and anxious, is my manager going to take the time to actually have the conversation with me? Do I feel safe having that conversation? Or am I going to be, um, to be made, you know, to, uh, sort of to, be, to feel ridiculous for actually even daring to raise, to raise a concern. So all of those things impact not only um, the performance, but also the culture of the organization and how engaged people feel about working for, for their line manager and ultimately their employer. Right. Thank I hope that answers the question. Yeah, no, no, that's great. I think, you know, flagging up a few tips and things to keep their eye on. Because we all know it when you sit down and think about it. But when you get caught up in everything that's going on and focusing on the future and what we've got to do, these things can slip by and we forget about them. And then they sort of almost fester for a want of a better yes. word. So yes. how can we how can we make sure that we're checking in with the teams and making sure that they, you know, they are feeling psychologically safe? Because, yeah, we are all grown ups and, and we all think we're nice and, and sensible. But, you know, when you when you've got something like this happening and you're unsure of and your confidence levels are low, you are second second guessing yourself and asking yourself, am I doing the right thing? Does this feel yeah. right, etc. Mm -hmm. And it does impact on your performance. And so from our point of view, as you know, from the customer experience point of view, that can have a negative impact on how the customers receive their their services, their interaction with your organization. So the last question is really finished. Time to get the crystal ball out and look into the future. So October is quite a biggie when things yeah. like payments and things stop. Yes. From your point of view, and again, we're not going to hold you to this, but where, <laughs> what's going to be happening at the end of the year? Where, where do you see this sort of going over the next few months? Okay. Well, it's interesting because I'm already seeing, um, you know, I, I support a number of clients from different industries, different sizes of organizations. And I would say that I, just from one, you know, HR perspective, uh, consultant's perspective, is I'm already dealing with a significant amount of restructures and redundancies. Um, and, and in some cases, you know, it feels as though employers have jumped the gun. It's a bit like a fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. So we know something's got to be done um, and we need to do it now because our financial results are not, are not good. Okay. You can completely understand that, but it's about standing back and looking at the bigger picture because reducing headcount is not necessarily going to fix the challenges that you have in the organization. And in most cases, you know, we haven't, 
dealt properly with the causes of those of those situations. So it could be that before you reduce headcount, you know, is your governance in place? Have you, you know, do your processes work? Um, are your managers accountable for results? You know, are, are, are job descriptions clearly defined so that you can hold people accountable for the roles that they're in? You know, just reducing headcount, yes, is a short-term solution to achieving um, better financial results potentially, but it's very short-term because your business is hopefully going to be picking up again and you're going to need those skills and the experiences. So that's, that's the first thing. I think the second thing is, you know, all, um, employees are, um, it's a stage and employees are watching very carefully what employers are doing mm -hmm. who are on the stage. And so when, when decisions are made that have long-term impacts, people's memories are very long. They're not going to forget. And, you know, as that saying goes, people will forget what you said and what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And that goes back to the psychological safety. Psychological safety is not something that, you, that happens overnight. Mm -hmm. It is impacted by every single um, action that is taken or decision that is taken within the organization. And, you know, you want to get to the end of the pandemic where you have been communicating, you've been being very honest with in, in employees, telling them that actually if we don't achieve the results, we might have to make some difficult decisions. So you're preparing them. It's not something that you're going to spring on them. And I think people respect that. Mm -hmm. So it's about communication, um, being really intentional with your communication, um, ensuring that you tell your people and you show your people that you care, um, you know, that you've, got, you've taken more than just the safety measures in place. You've thought about the culture, the psychological safety, so that when you come to the end of October or the point where you have to potentially restructure, one, it's not going to be a surprise, but secondly, you've prepared the narrative already. And people are preparing themselves for that process and, and they're more likely then to engage in the process mm -hmm. because you've been honest and open with them. Yeah. You know, and, and I think the other um, factor, Richard, which links in with your, with a, with a customer perspective is, is that, you know, employees also have an experience within the organization. You know, we, we seem to forget that, um, there's a journey that employees go through and it's not just when you hire talent, you know, it's someone who has started the organization that gets promoted, that, you know, then retires, leaves the organization. All of those experiences will impact on the customer experience um, and also uh, prevent or um, determine how easy it is for you then to go out in the market and, and attract new talent. So, so every action has a reaction. Um, I think by the time we get to October, hopefully organizations, leaders have stood back and, and thought through really carefully before they uh, resort to redundancies. Because as I say, redundancies is a short-term solution. It's often other things in the organization that are broken mm -hmm. that could be fixed first, that have the biggest impact actually on, on the employee experience and ultimately on customers. Fantastic. Janelle, thank you ever so much for your insights. I mean, we could talk oh, for, for hours about this. This is only a little bit of a snapshot. Of course, if anybody would like to uh, speak with you, I'm sure you'll be uh, um, available. You. We'll provide you with uh, with your sort of contact details for our listeners and and uh, viewers. But uh, for the moment, Janelle, thank you ever so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today and uh, have a great rest of the week. Thank you very much. Thank you, Richard. It's been my pleasure. Take care. Thank you. Take Great. So, well, thanks very much for that, Janelle. And uh, I thought that was a fantastic conversation. It's really interesting about the whole uh, team dynamic and how that can impact what goes on. What were, you, what were your thoughts, uh, the West Country batter? 
Um, oh, me, Barbara. Well, what did I think? So, I, do you know what? I, there was a couple of things that really stood out for me. What uh, Janelle said, and the first one was um, about the fact that everybody, from the managing director all the way through the organisation, has been affected by this in some way and emotionally affected. Um, uh, you know, and and I, the fact that we shouldn't underestimate that, I thought was was a was a really really um, useful message. And, and you know this this whole thing she talked about in terms of um, people's motivations. You know, fellow staff coming back are going to feel um, perhaps they're going to you know perhaps they've lost their motivation for work. You know, they've been they've been out out of the business for for a number of months. And I and I thought, yeah, the, there's loads of businesses that that um, perhaps have not got that quite right. And if you don't get the engagement, as she said, of your team right coming back, you haven't got a hope in hell of giving your customers a great experience. And I thought she made that yeah. that that link brilliantly. I and mean, what did you think, Rich? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that motivational piece is really interesting because we talk about it, you know, what motivates you and all that sort of thing. The impact that this has now had on people, you can physically see them sort of drop shoulders and I don't really want to be here, or actually I don't want to come back. And the, the issues that that can sort of create for a business is quite interesting. So engaging and understanding motivation levels of your team is really important. We utilise something called motivational maps. There's nine motivators we all have. It's a great way of understanding your own motivation and where the gaps are and how you can you know, change certain things to, to um, boost your motivation. Right? But then from a team point of view and an organisation point of view, how motivated is your organisation? So that's something that, that's really important for this, you know, all our listeners and viewers out there want to, want to um, you know, delve into that a little bit more, they give it a shout. And then, of course, it's, it's making sure that you keep monitoring what's going on. So we've mentioned before our team safety checker. It's a great way of checking in with the team when they're back in the, to, your, to your example before we, we heard from Janelle um, of the pub. Team not being quite as engaged as perhaps they could be and therefore the experience you have as a customer wasn't as good. So you've got to keep asking people how they're feeling and not by saying, oh, how are you today? Because guess what our response is? We're British. I'm fine. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. I might not be fine. I might be really quite internally in turmoil about how safe I feel in this environment, how motivated I am. So we've got to gather insight about our number one customer, our team. That's what she, came from me. She said, didn't she, um, people will help the success of the business, not the product that you're selling. And, and, I, and, I, and that is so true. You know, when you think about some of the organisations we've talked about over the last three months where they haven't treated their people well, that's been publicised and there are lots of them. We don't need to go back to them now. Um, that has definitely had an impact and will have an impact on the consumer activity within those brands. Mm -hmm. And she also said, didn't she, that um, employers are on stage. And, and I thought that was a brilliant point where she was articulating that you know you know if you're making loads of people redundant now at the end of the furlough scheme uh your other employees will be watching that your, you know your customers will be watching that they will be making a decision about about what you're doing and look you know we know uh, a week or so ago that the government made that uh, generous um additional 30 billion into the economy which of course all of that's welcome but you know unfortunately uh i i just hope unfortunately i hope that that, that employers will do the right thing um, you know, get those Kickstarters going, you know, get that investment back in into their businesses and, you know, you use that uh, that money wisely. Um, you know, and as she started off, you know, tradi the traditional norms of normal HR have changed completely. The way you have to interact with your team 
is is more about how they feel to your point rich and how they you know how their feelings are going to impact what they do you know mindset is a hugely important thing you know mindset drives what we feel and think and therefore that what we feel and think drive how we act yeah. um and in reality if, if if teams if businesses don't sort of recognize that and do the right thing uh, whether it's you know our implementing our uh, covid team so to check as you mentioned or you know just generally asking um yep. you know what's interesting from our from our checker is um when we are, when businesses use it they find that on average uh 80 of their team feel safe that's great isn't it but what about the 20 percent that don't uh you know th there's a there's a two in ten chance that one of those one of those staff members are going to come in contact with your customers and if they don't feel safe the customer's not going to feel safe would you want 20 percent of your customers not to feel safe no of course you wouldn't or your team so and just by simply asking the question as as the checker does do you feel safe and then it being resolved that's dropping it to two percent within days so your point about asking how people feel is is a very very simple human human experience human question to ask but unfortunately people get so tied up in the process they miss what's right in front of their nose and i thought uh, i thought janelle brought that to life, life brilliantly yeah, it was really great to speak to her um, this week. So uh, hopefully it's given uh, the viewers and listeners some, uh, some insight from the HR angle, um, which is fantastic. So going beyond the protest, make sure you, you keep asking, you keep checking in with your, with your team and with your customers. Um, I'm, I'm aware of time is flying past again. Uh, Lord, never look past it. And the bar's probably open. Anyway, yeah. don't forget to uh, share, comment and like uh, the, the podcast. It'd be great to uh, get in chat with more people. And uh, we really, uh, well, we're enjoying doing it. So uh, we'll carry on until uh, the police come and tell us more. Yeah, we, we want uh, some more babbers to join us. We do. Get in there on the West Country CX Massive. Come on. I've been Richard Knight. And I've been Ryan Huxtable. Thank you. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.